I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers podcast. It's Lindsay. And today, I'm serious, you are in for a treat. And we're talking about bookkeeping and counting. Okay. (laughs) Um, Seriously, I know it's like, We say this all the time, but we love the flowers, like we love the flowery part of our job, but the business side of this and the accounting is what's going to keep us doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I'm super excited. We're just nearing the end of the season and I actually, I secretly like the accounting side. Like I like to see all the numbers and those things, which is is because of a lot of mistakes that I've made and like Mm -hmm. keeping my head in the sand kind of things. Um. But uh, so today with us, which I have to say, full disclosure, I've worked with Ashley. Ashley Ford is here from Pretty Penny Accounting. Ashley, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here. So Ashley and I worked together last last year, I think it was. Um, I just was having some, I'm self-taught with QuickBooks, which I'm sure you get this a lot. Uh, and so I self-taught like through you know, whatever I could find on the internet by answering questions and, you know, uh, YouTube and all this stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, I kind of put it out on my page and said, Hey, does anybody know a good QuickBooks online? Because there's a difference than desktop. So I found some desktop yeah. help, but the QuickBooks online and they said, Hey, you need to check her out. And I just fell in love with you, Ashley. And you have such a smart business model. Um, I just, yeah, I just, it's, it's amazing. You're just amazing what you do. She has a, uh, she runs a small, she's a small business accountant and she helps women um, to just better be better, better business owners. That's kind of hard to say, be better business owners. (laughs) And you approached it. I remember zooming with you and I'm like, oh my God, (gasps) I want to hug you Um, because you just, you take my two things that I love, right? Like just my running a business and being an entrepreneur and then mindset coaching. And you married these two things in such a way that is so graceful. And I, I, I read your blogs. I read your blog posts. I open every dang email that you send um, because they're so full of wisdom. I just, I love what you do. I feel like you simplify things and make it so much more um, ingestible, I guess. I don't know, t- you know, to be able to mm-hmm. take it in and really absorb that. So I am super excited that you're here. Shannon and I, we're going to do this by ourselves, Shannon. That's actually terrifying. We <laughs> <For> were. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I really do feel like a lot of times I do topics here on the podcast and I'm like, you know what? I have so much to learn myself because I tend to be quite the QuickBooks procrastinator. And I know Lindsay's like super good. Every week she's like having her office time with her coffee, doing her QuickBooks. And and I just really always <laughs> admire <laughs> admired that. And this year I was able to get a little bit of help from one of my employees, just like inputting the daily invoices and all that stuff. And 
I know it's like, it's very easy to have our heads in the sand when it comes to our businesses. Like that's definitely the path of least resistance in my opinion. But I'm actually like not ashamed, but I mean, I really did run my business based like on my gut, like what my gut told me to do. And I feel like this year, now that I've really got my stuff together, just like yay, I can run a QuickBook reports and it actually means something to me. And that's really wonderful. Like cash flow planning and everything is just like really like even excelling my planning into the next year. So I know this is like a borderline horrifying topic, but I really do think that if we step up and start being some, you know, badass business owners, we really take take advantage of the help like having Ashley here. I hope you guys are really going to, I know, glean a lot of really good info and inspiration to to really take the blanket off of your eyes and really look into your businesses. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it myself. So good. Good. Well, I'm so glad that you guys asked me to come on and kind of talk about this today. And Lindsay, I love even how you said that you like the accounting side of things. Because I like this idea of people having a healthy obsession with the finance side of their business. Mm -hmm. But I don't think everybody is naturally starts there. Well, I shouldn't even say I don't think. I know everybody doesn't naturally start there. Mm -hmm. Most people get there by going through some sort of struggle with the financial side or a scarcity mindset and really learn through that process. And then once you can find some kind of joy or excitement or something that you get um, kind of obsessed about on the financial side, it makes it not so painful. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then also just having someone to guide you through it, that that makes it more approachable for yeah. sure. I think yeah. like even getting to that stage where you're like getting information, you're like, oh my gosh, wow. And you, I feel like you have to like trudge through the mud a little bit to like get your routines down with it and all of that. And I think if you make it a part of your daily, that's what we're doing now. It's like every day we're just reconciling what happened yesterday. And then it's just kind of in small bite-sized pieces. Um, and that's just really helped. It's just, it can be just so eye-opening for our businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's, you're right, Ashley. That's how I, I got there to this, like, mm-hmm. I want to call it a healthy obsession. It was just more like wanting to understand how my business was operating was because I, Shannon and I both just left our full-time jobs to be full-time on the mm-hmm. farm this year. And when, um, you know, one of the things that I realized when I was looking at my expenses was I was like, okay, well, I made this much this year. How come I only have this much, you know? And so then um, I kind of buried, like Shannon said, buried my head in the sand with it, but I would throw money at the problem, right? Like, oh, we, this something broke down. I would just spend money on it instead of like, you know, once I went in, I literally printed off my chart of accounts and highlighted everything that was like, what is this? I sat down and I created my budget off of that. But you're absolutely right. It was so many bad you know, I don't want to say bad, but like uh, mm-hmm. misunderstandings how I was supposed to be handling or what I should, air quotes, should be doing every day with my business um, and looking at it. But yeah, it was, it made me sick to my stomach to look at like what was going out the door and really, and in farming in general is expensive. You know, it's, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no way around it. Um, there's a lot of expenses that come with that, but uh, yeah, but well, if you're listening and you uh, means that you got past the first hump, you read the title about taxes and you're still here. So good for you. Got your boss pants on. Um, we're very happy for you. Um, but the timeliness of this, Ashley, we wanted to have you on here just because we're getting ready to head kind of into to tax season. Um, and so we thought this would just be like perfect 
perfect timing for this. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it earlier, but one of the things that I absolutely love about you um, is you know, your approach to accounting. And um, the part I'm talking about specifically is that mindset around money. And uh, so I think, you know, that's the best place for us to start, you know, because accounting and numbers gets kind of such a bad reputation, I would say, you know, for just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm bad with numbers, or this is like a boring thing. So you talk to me more about like having a positive mindset around money. Yeah, I think so many people have sort of a scarcity mindset around money and even more people don't even realize that they do. It just is such a natural part of the way that they think about finances in their life and in their business. And I think the scarcity comes in two different forms. I think there's like an educational scarcity side of things and that might look like I'm bad with numbers. I don't know anything about small business accounting it intimidates me. And, you know, you kind of go down maybe a Google rabbit hole and everything's really hard to understand. And that can really create and foster a educational scarcity mindset around the financial side of your business. And then the flip side of that is a scarcity mindset around the actual dollars that are in your bank account. So maybe there isn't a lot there, or you have a fear that you're going to run out at some point. Um, And that can really create a scarcity thought process, a really a scarcity loop around, I don't have enough money to really afford what I need or to be able to pay myself adequately or, um, you know, and like you just said, the industry is really expensive. So kind of that scarcity of, am I going to be able to pay my bills, pay my vendors and keep this thing going, which that kind of scarcity loop usually leads to avoidance and making sort of rash decisions about the way that you spend because you're not really focusing in on where you should be spending money. And when I say should, I really just mean whatever's going to get you closer to your goals in your business. In business, there is no one right way. So it's just whatever's going to get you closer to where you want to be, whatever your end goal is. But that scarcity loop really leads you to avoidance and then making rash decisions, which then can lead to having less money in your account, which then circles you back through, I don't have enough money in my account. So now I have this scarcity mindset and it really can throw you into this loop that's hard to jump out of. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we have these thoughts and we don't even realize that it's scarcity that's fueling these thoughts and that there's a way to actually change those thoughts and pull yourself out of that loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, you know, one of the things, this whole mindset piece, I heard once that our thoughts are what creates our reality and it really- Mm -hmm. Totally. It was like mind mind blowing, really, to like look at that in an area where I'm like, where am I having trouble? Where, like, you know, where trouble? Let's say, like, where am I struggling with something that it's not where I want to be or I don't like? And it's like, okay, well, what are my thoughts around that? You know, and then going back and saying, oh, okay, so I I really am a hundred percent in control of like what this looks like. And I think you're right. The avoidance, that avoidance piece, just fuels so much. It just Mm -hmm. completes that cycle, you know, of chaos kind of with the finances. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah. And I think like the accounting world too, like uh, like the terminology, like if you're not familiar with it, it's like just scary enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that you could just like pretty easily like just throw your hands up and be like, I have no, I, this is a different language to me and it's, it's not meant yeah. for me, but really it's, it's the exact opposite. And I really do think like once you like learn the lingo and you like understand the basics, you have more than enough info to run your QuickBooks on a daily basis and then have a professional look over it at the end of the year and help you sort out some of those things that you weren't sure on or might be above your skill level. But I feel like I think that was the most intimidating thing for me. It's like the lingo was just like so hard and like what yeah. what is a, you know, what's an a, a current asset versus a lie. But, you know, like yeah. I, I feel like those are like scary, <laughs> scary words. And I was – what scared me was like what are the tax implications mm-hmm, of what right. I'm doing? Um, yeah. it, or And then it got to the point – and I think what really was the turn for me is that I was like, okay – if I'm incorrectly categorizing things, then I could be having wrong tax implications like that to my detriment um, that I, I'm just not realizing because I'm just, you know, just I don't mm-hmm. know, throwing crap at the wall, just trying to get it figured out. So, <laughs> yeah. So I know you said um, you are – do you call yourself a QuickBooks guru? So we and call you. QuickBooks guru, QuickBooks pro advisor. <laughs> yeah, all the things. I'll take the title. Oh. So I know like Lindsay and I use QuickBooks and a lot of people ask us, you know, what kind of accounting softwares we use or how do we do it? So I guess what made you choose QuickBooks over other programs? So in my time being an accountant, I've used tons of different programs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've had good experience in a lot of different types of accounting softwares and in different sizes of business within those different softwares. Um, when I got out of college, I went to go work for a CPA firm and it was there that a lot of our clients had were working with different programs, but it was also there that they had me go through the QuickBooks Pro Advisor program, which is training. You have to take an exam um, and you have to pass the exam and then you get mm-hmm. considered a QuickBooks Pro Advisor by Intuit, which owns QuickBooks. And I really just fell in love with the way that QuickBooks cares about small businesses and how they're constantly tweaking the program to try to make it more user-friendly and try to make the experience a little bit better. QuickBooks offers a lot of different other resources for small businesses. Mm -hmm. So QuickBooks has payroll built in. Uh, QuickBooks also can help you with lending. There's lots of third-party apps that can help you with complicated Mm -hmm. invoicing or contracts for your clients Mm -hmm. or collecting payments. There's just so many things that can plug into QuickBooks to make the experience more streamlined. Yeah. And it also just gives you, in my opinion, it's the easiest to use for the best information Mm -hmm. for small businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know Lindsay and I both use the payroll one. We also use QuickBooks Time for our employees. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that those are really two integral parts. I actually use um, QuickBooks Go Payment as like my payment processor. Um, so they have like a, a Stripe or a um, – what's the other one? Square, um, like a compatible – like a comparable one um, that I use too. So it's nice. And I think a lot of those automations can make – I know, Lindsay, you use, you use an app, um, mm-hmm. an integration use, too for your – Yeah, I – through Squarespace. It's the mm-hmm. one something, one – whatever it's called, sauce, mm-hmm. sass, something. Um, and so, yeah, that makes it very helpful. And I will say that like, even since I've started using them, they have continued to have updates and like new things that you can, that come out and we can use. Mm-hmm. I do my employee yeah. schedule through there. They can request time off through the time app. Um, their, their paid time off is calculated through there. It's, yeah, it does make it very nice. So it takes something mm-hmm. that feels big and scary like payroll 
and um, yes. you know makes it like oh okay this is this is doable mm -hmm. so i like it i like it a lot yeah and it is a little bit of an investment right like it costs money to have quickbooks and it also takes a little bit of your time investment to really learn the system and learn how to use it for your business but all of them do and except for the few that are free but those really i don't feel like give you the information that you need to be able mm -hmm. to run your business with the clarity that you need um and I just think it, it just has all those plugins. It's really yeah. can be like kind of your one place to manage everything and understand how your business is doing. Mm -hmm. Somebody said to me when I was starting it, they said, it's one of those things with accounting software that you, if you have crap in, you get crap out, you know? And so <laughs> yes. to the recovering perfectionist in me, I was like, oh God, I'm just good. You know, it was like paralyzing because I'm like, I don't want to screw this up, you know, for all the same reasons that Shannon mentioned. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm Googling words. I'm like, God, I wish I would have paid attention in college. You know, it was like <laughs> the one class. I'm like, I'm very hands-on. So like learning the chart of accounts and like the debits and credits, I'm like, what? I don't, when am I ever going to use that? You know, I'm in horticulture okay. school. <laughs> all the, yeah. So, um, Turns out, I guess I did need it. Um, so, you know, going back and kind of relearning that when I started, I did everything on a sheet of paper. I mean, I wrote down my purchases, I saved all my receipts. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of where I started um, in the very beginning. I did that for a year and then I realized, okay, I need something to help me manage all of this. The farm was growing. So I know we have a lot of people that are probably just starting out or maybe they are, you know, kind of don't know where to start in their journey. So what are some best practices that you would suggest to someone just to get them out on the right foot? If I could have talked to you six years ago and said like, hey, where do I start? What would you, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think from a high level, my biggest piece of advice is just to not avoid things from the beginning. I think your experience was that you were writing everything down. I think that's wonderful. And I, I, I wish that more businesses would really start there. But the reality is that a lot of business owners that I talk to are kind of like, I'll worry about it when it becomes an issue or when my business is big enough where it makes sense to worry about it. Um, and so then in those beginning stages, not a lot is getting tracked, which really just can lead to a lot of confusion later on, mm -hmm. a lot of stress around tax season, um, in the beginning is really the best time to start setting those good habits in place and putting good practices in place so that as your business grows, you're not having to reinvent the wheel and you have those practices in place so that you can manage more money, more business when it's coming to you. So even from those early stages, really tracking all of your expenses, tracking your income. I mean, I love when people really start off from the beginning with some sort of accounting software, mm -hmm. even if that's an Excel sheet, if you're not ready to make the you know, monthly, not ready to pay the QuickBooks monthly amount, even starting in an Excel sheet and really having it add up for you. How much money did I bring this in this month? How much did I spend this month? Where did I spend money this month? And then not just entering that information on a monthly basis, but actually taking the time to look back at it and evaluate like, okay, well, this is where I spent my money. Is that helping me? Is that hurting? Am I paying for a subscription that I'm not actually using? Am I, you know, paying for something just out of convenience, but I don't really need to, or kind of evaluating what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it's really just that even from those early stages to set those practices in place of taking the time to sit down and look at your finances. And I feel like 
in the beginning, no matter when I say in the beginning, no matter where you're starting on kind of your financial journey of paying attention to the financial side of your business, in the beginning, it's going to feel awkward. And like, you have no idea what you are actually looking at or what you're writing down or what you should be taking away from it. But the more that you do it, the more comfortable you'll become with your own business finances and the more familiar you'll become with the way that you receive money and how much is coming in every month and getting used to really looking at those those amounts as a whole rather than just the cash in your account on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I know that it seems so simple, but it does get easier when you just do it more frequently. Mm-hmm. And then reach out and ask for support or ask for advice or ask for resources because our time is so valuable that if you are spending not only your physical time trying to figure things out, but also your mental energy of just like stressing over the financial side of your business, that's valuable time that could be spent doing something so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, So even just taking the time to reach out to someone, you know, to really ask for where can I find these resources? Who should I talk to um, to get the support that you need from an early stage rather than putting it off until it's very, very stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people are starting off in their Excel spreadsheeting it, because I, I was there too my first year. And yeah. when when would you say like would be the tipping point when they're when you, when you're like tracking your expenses manually? When would you say like okay, whoa, like I think it's time now to either get in contact with an accountant and have someone to review this yearly um, and to review my QuickBooks? Like when's the right time? Do you think for like newbies to kind of take the leap? into um, tracking it in a way that's a little bit more advanced than an Excel spreadsheet? I think it comes down to time. I think, first of all, it is a good idea for any business to make sure that you're working with somebody who's going to file your taxes Mm -hmm. that will review the information that you're giving them so that you at least have someone else besides just yourself who's looking over that data and pulling out anything that might be a red flag or something that Mm -hmm. might look off. So just making sure that the tax person that you're working with is someone who's going to look at the information you have and really ask you questions and and evaluate what you have to make sure that that information is going correctly into your tax mm-hmm. return. And then as far as when it makes sense to go from an Excel sheet into QuickBooks or from doing it yourself to hiring somebody or even from learning yourself to hiring someone for like a one-time session to really sit down and ask those questions. Mm -hmm. I really think it comes down to the time that you have available and how much stress it's causing you. Mm -hmm. Realistically, plugging things into a spreadsheet is just going to take you a lot longer than if you are able to set QuickBooks up and let Mm -hmm. QuickBooks work for you and help Mm -hmm. you with that process. It's going to save you a lot of time. So in the early stages, we tend to have a little bit more time on our hands to play around, right? Mm -hmm. To do some Googling, to try out different things, see what works. Maybe you, you know, are working with a template or you buy a template from somebody and that wor- that's working for a little while. There usually comes a time in a business where you're like, I don't have time to sit down and do this for as long as it's taking me. That's a great time to start getting things plugged into something like QuickBooks um, because it really is going to save you a lot of time in the long run. Hi guys, is this episode resonating with you? Do you want to dive in more and take your QuickBooks or your accounting to the next level? I know I am always right there with you trying to always do better in my business. So Lindsay and I are just so excited that we are able to have a discount code for you that was graciously given by Ashley and Dawn. Um, They have an amazing course. We talk about it a little bit in the episode with um, Pretty Penny Accounting. 
So Lindsay here, and I can say firsthand, I took this course last year Mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. It was such a, one of those investments that was worth every single penny. So part of the course this year, she mentions in the episode with us that she has now a one-on-one sort of uh, almost like coaching where you get to get your questions answered. Also, in addition to that, with the course, you go over everything. So if you're thinking, okay, I just signed up for QuickBooks, this course is for you. Or you're thinking, I have had my head in the sand and I still need uh, a a little more guidance. This course is for you. Uh, She does a QuickBooks overview, how to set up, talks about banking, sales, expenses, how to reconcile, like that was a word that was foreign to me, like reconciling Mm -hmm. my bank account to my QuickBooks. I didn't get it. Uh, It talks all of those. There's videos, there's downloads, financial reporting tools, and all these extra add-ons. So if you want to jump on and jump on their website, we'll put a link in here in our show notes for it, but they're offering 10% off of the course, which is $120 off with the code DIRTONFLOWERS just for the dirt bags, dirt on flowers, (laughs) $120 off. Uh, It applies to all payment plan options that they offer or if it's paid in full. So the code's used at checkout, dirt on flowers. Head over to Pretty Penny Accounting, grab your course. You will not regret your decision. Go get them, guys. I think in, in addition to tracking your finances too, like for me, the one of the tipping points was people were asking me for an invoice. And my first year yeah. I had like a carbon copy invoice that I like <laughs> had too. Vista print or something like, you know. And then I I'm like, too. okay, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is getting too hard. I can't take it anymore. So it's just like for me, it was like more like out of necessity that I'm like, I, I just need a way for this to like be a little more automated. And that was really what like kicked me into that was like my first initial kick in the butt to get an accounting software too. So yeah. I think that that is a perfect tipping point because I think the invoices that you have through QuickBooks look so much more professional. And I've heard a lot of people say something similar, like I need a better invoicing system. And Mm -hmm. I also need a better way to track my income and expenses. And then you have QuickBooks. it, It is takes care of both of those things for you. I think payroll is another one Mm -hmm. or tracking the time for your employees. Um, Even just a way to collect money from customers because you can do that inside of QuickBooks. It's so much easier than, you know, trying to have them figure out a way to send you money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, as far as like the early stages and you were just talking about all those like best practices, you know, as far as like getting on the right, setting up somebody up on the right foot. No, that's not right. What am I trying to say? setting, starting out on the right foot. There we go. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Um, You had it. Good good job, Lindsay. Um, (laughs) So uh, time, give me, talk to me about like time, like, or habits, like daily habits, weekly habits, because we're talking about like looking at things like what's your ideal, if you're like the perfect business owner with your accounting and you, you know, should be looking at these certain things, go. Yeah. When it comes to invoicing your customers, you want to be doing that as early as possible. So as soon as you get the okay from them, as soon as they sign the contract, as soon as there's some sort of agreement, you want to get that invoice out to them because you want them to pay you as soon as, mm-hmm. as 
as you can get them to pay you because you want that money in your account because you have bills to pay. So just on a realistic cash flow, from a realistic cash flow standpoint, you want that cash in your account as soon as possible so that you can turn around and pay your bills. So that's the only one. And I'll kind of get into like a more like frequency, mm-hmm. but really when it comes to invoicing, I just encourage people to, as soon as you have that okay from somebody, go ahead and send them the invoice because whether you have them, maybe they're going to pay you in 30 days, maybe they're going to pay you right away, but it's still going to take time for that money to get into your account. And then you've got to pay your people or you've got to you know, buy the product or whatever that looks like. So just getting that money in your account as soon as possible. So as far as an invoicing basis, that's like a day-to-day type thing. I think the same thing with receipts. Um, Receipt tracking is like everyone's least favorite thing. Accounting, I think, is everyone's least favorite thing. But receipt tracking specifically really tends to be a pain point. Um, And so my biggest piece of advice is when you have a receipt, just in the moment, go ahead and file it somewhere. Maybe you in my back pocket my inbox yeah or in a (laughs) ball in my purse (laughs) I'm like oh yeah 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 okay that's a gas receipt I need to save that one (laughs) I do have I don't want bottom of your purse yes it's yes I don't want to derail you from what you're saying but I do have a question specific to QuickBooks with tracking receipts they have a they have the function now that you can scan the receipt right to the expense but is that like an in the moment thing? You know, like I guess uh, like I go to the gas station and I get gas, I get my receipt. Is that expense already in there that I could just go in and upload the receipt to that expense? Is that because right now I just store everything. All my receipts are in Dropbox. Most of my receipts are in Dropbox. Yeah. yeah. The QuickBooks receipts feature is great. So what you can do is you can have the app on your phone. And then when you have a receipt, say you go get gas and you have a receipt from gas, you can just open the app and you take a picture of the receipt and it uploads it to this sort of side section of QuickBooks. Okay. And it actually waits. Oh, that's nice. It waits until oh. the charge comes through your account no. and then it matches the receipt up to that charge. That's awesome. nice. Okay. I so feel like I just got – until it shows up in QuickBooks. Okay. I feel like I just got free consulting out of this. This is was is a question I've had for a while. Just been watching your Instagram feed, seeing if it was going to come up. <laughs> is there a blog post yet? Come on, Ashley. Um, well, thank you. Okay. That, that helps. All right. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's, I'm going to start using that. I'll, I'll report back on Me that too. because um, I've seen it and I'm like, I just don't like, it doesn't logically make sense. You know, to me, it was like, where is this going to go if I have nothing to attach it to yet? Yep. Um, so perfect. Okay. All right. Back to you. There you go. And I think Dropbox is actually also an awesome option for anyone who is a little intimidated by that side of QuickBooks or is not using QuickBooks, having a Dropbox folder to save all of your receipts, having a folder in your inbox to move receipts over to The biggest thing that you want receipts for is just if you ever were to get audited, they're going to ask for a receipt to determine two things. One, that the expense actually happened and two, that it was business related. And so you just want it to be somewhere where it's easily searchable, whether that's the way you label it in Dropbox or in your email, somewhere that it's easily searchable that you can go find it. But just as far as things to do on a daily basis, it's go ahead and drop it. Go ahead and take a picture of the receipt so you can throw it away so that it doesn't end up crumpled in the you know floorboard of your car or at the bottom <laughs> of your purse or in a washed back pocket <laughs> and then you're trying yep. to find it later <laughs> yeah. yes 
And then as far as things to do on a weekly basis, it's really to track your income and expenses. You can wait and do this on a monthly basis, but it's going to be more. And if you are a busy entrepreneur, which I know everyone listening is, because if you have any size of business, it is busy, then trying to sit down and make the time to do a little bit more at the end of the month can be overwhelming. So if you can just set time aside every week, maybe it's a little time every Monday, every Friday, whatever day works in your schedule to really sit down and track all of the, everywhere you spent money, track all of your expenses and track your revenue to see how much came in. Mm-hmm. Your revenue minus all those expenses is your profit. So that means on a weekly basis, you would really be able to see how much money you're making. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the month, you can kind of review everything, make sure you've got everything entered, make sure all your information is, is in there and is accurate. And then at the end of the month is really a good time to do that reflection process mm-hmm. of was I, you know, did I make more money this month than I thought or less? How did that make me feel? Do I want to do, you know, what do I want to do more of? What do I want? What do I want to do less of? Where did I spend money that actually was helping my business? Where did I spend money that was kind of just a like squirrel or shiny object moment, something mm-hmm. I probably didn't need to spend, but just felt good at the time. <laughs> and it just allows you the time oh, to like never have what that you do. Stuff. This is, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you what happens to me. Okay. So in like early October, the money and with farming too, the money's offset, right? So there's months where like, oh, I am poor. I am so poor, you know, and then it's just, you know, the money comes in at certain times for us and it comes in in big spurts. But in October, early October, something happens to me and I just start buying cowboy boots and expensive jeans (laughs) and it's every year. And like, I go out and the girls are like, yep, right on track. You know, it's like, I should really just like set, this is not a business expense. I'm not saying this is from my business. I don't, I don't do that shenanigans. Okay. But like, I just start my habits. It's like, I think cause it's like, it looks like I have a lot of money and then I'm like, oh yeah, we have a lot of things still to pay for. Um, yeah, yeah. that's, that's sort of one of the things too with specifically with farming, I think with tracking, like you were in here, you were talking about, um, that reflection process. And I really, ha- it took me a few yeah. years to get used to knowing that like July is, a, or excuse me, June is a hard month for us because we don't mm-hmm. have a lot of flowers in our zone, but yeah. payroll is really high, you know? So just trying yes. to manage those things to me, I was very anxiety provoking and caused, like you said, a lot of avoidance because I wasn't, um, I was like, man, I don't know about payroll. Shannon, how many times mm-hmm. did we talk about just what are we what are we going to do if we can't afford our employees is the money going to be there so i mean we just years. yeah and then we were working ourselves yeah. to death and mm-hmm. because we were afraid to take the leap and then there was a lot of like crying in the kitchen moments <laughs> you know or in our car <laughs> each other's like i can't do yeah. it yeah just a couple times um just a couple yeah but it's like it's really i guess it's affirming for me to hear that there's like that's kind of part of the growth process with business owner, you know, with owning a business. Yeah. I mean, and I, I truly believe, and I've even been more like awakened to this too, is like really like information is power in your business. And QuickBooks Mm -hmm. is just another way to get information about your business. It's like, it's like a wellness check almost. Um, And I know like, and I know we've talked about before, but for me, like the cash flow and stuff is really important in to me to understanding that, hey, June is a hard month. And then it helps me plan for that better. So like talking a little bit about a budget, I know that 
I know it's like, yay, we had this much sales, but really what I try to look at and focus in on is like, what are my expenses? Because if we're spending all the money we're making, then we're not really doing what we should be doing. So um, as far as like creating a budget, I know that's something that Lindsay and I both do every year for our farm. Any tips for people to create a budget if you have never done one before or what kind of guidance can we give people? Well, first, I think in an industry like this one that is so seasonal, it is so mm-hmm. important to have a budget because it can be really easy to manage your business off the cash in your account, but that's truly mm-hmm. not giving you the full picture, especially in a business that is seasonal. Um, you're not seeing what's coming up, but it's there's this theory. Um, there's a book called Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. Right. We've both read it. First. That's our favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. And it is so good. I mean, that makes sense that you guys are budgeting and really planning for what payroll is going to look like because it's so important in your industry. And he talks a lot about that. But I don't know if you guys will remember, he has this um, this sort of analogy that he talks about in the book uh, about toothpaste. And if you only have a little bit of toothpaste or if you have a lot of toothpaste, like you have a whole tube of toothpaste, it's really easy to like, you get some on your sink, you just like wash it down. You're not worried about it. You're using it like a ton. You don't really care if it's wasted, if it gets wasted. As you get towards the end of that toothpaste, you know, we've all done the thing where you're like rolling up the tube and trying to like squeeze it out to get every last drop and you brush your teeth with like minimal amount of toothpaste. And it is so true, right? We all do that. I currently in my bathroom need to go to the (laughs) store and get more toothpaste. I'm like, you know, really rationing. But um, he kind of compares that to what it's like in your bank account. So if you have a season of your business where you have a big influx of cash and you have a big amount sitting in your account, if that's all you're using to manage your finances and that's all you're using to make decisions, then it's really easy to think, I've got tons of money. We can Mm -hmm. can do all this kind of stuff. Absolutely. I can afford anything I want. And then when you're in those seasons where cash is really tight, it can be easy to get very stressed um, because you're not really seeing the full picture. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole side tangent, but so we'll kind of circle it back to budgeting. Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest suggestion for kind of starting out to create a budget is start with what you know. So depending on how long you've been doing this, you might have a good idea of, what your current expenses are. Maybe you know how much you have to pay your people, how much it costs you to buy the products that you need. You might have a good idea of what your current expenses are. You might also know how much money you've received over the past couple of months or the past couple of years. And when you're creating a budget, you're really taking what you know about the past, what you've seen in the past, and what you expect to happen in the future. I think a lot of people get caught up with budgets because life is unexpected and we don't always know exactly what to expect, but that's not the point. The budget isn't, the point of the budget isn't to be exactly perfect. It's to project out what you think is going to happen and plan your spending accordingly so that you're making a healthy profit and then adjust as you go, right? Mm -hmm. If things come up and you need to change that, you can. Um, But really you want to think of a budget as like, ideally you're doing it monthly or you have something set up monthly. So if you can think of like an Excel sheet and you've got a column for each month, You want to start with what you know, what money you know is coming in, what expenses you know that you're spending, and add in things for seasonality. Maybe you know certain months are going to be higher in revenue, Mm -hmm. certain months are going to be higher in payroll or higher in different expenses, um, and just really trying to plan that out, but taking it baby steps at a time. Mm -hmm. I I mentioned earlier, I printed out my chart of accounts, and I really did go through and highlight everything. And then I created, literally, I just 
have this huge stack of papers and I created my budget at the bottom of those things, like a realistic, like you're saying, kind of goal setting for each expense categories. And then um, I didn't even translate it to like another sheet. I literally just keep that thing after I've scolded myself for what I shouldn't have spent. And (laughs) then I pull it up in QuickBooks and I look at like, I'll pull it up for like that month to date or year to date, wherever I am to see you know, am I on track? Where am I going over? Why am I going over? Um, You know, there's always those sort of like incidentals. And I knew that payroll was going to be higher uh, this year just because of some of the growth that we had, you know, we were doing. So it was like trying to estimate that, like how far off track am I? Um, But I think, like you said, knowledge is power or Shannon, you know, it's like, it really does calm the anxiety of like, okay, because once you have that information, you're then able to then make a decision. I mean, the truth is I'm never going to not make my girl's payroll. Like I will Mm -hmm. go knocking on my parents' door if something happened, you know, like help. Um, You know, like we have a, yeah, I have a business line of credit. Like there's so many things that it's like, oh, these are like really big anxieties that are just because their livelihood is on me. I just, you know, I, Right. want to make sure that I can make payroll. That's always been sort of my like number one mm-hmm. worry with having a business um, and paying myself <laughs> now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's buy like, got to buy those jeans, man. You know, like yeah. they look good. <laughs> so, but yeah, so just like, I think you're right. There's that having that knowledge and that information it really calms my anxiety about whatever the thing is this week I'm worrying about with regards to finances or anything. And if you know, like if you're able to put a budget together and you know that you're, you're going to see some growth. So you know that payroll is going to come up or it's going to rise, you know, you're going to be spending more in that category. Then you're able to really think through, okay, how can I make revenue also match Mm -hmm. what, what I'm spending so Mm -hmm. that my profit is still healthy. Or if you see that revenue is rising, you can say, okay, what am I, what else am I going to need to be spending money on to keep up with that? That might look like mm-hmm. payroll or other things that you need, but it allows you to plan for the future. And I think exactly like what you said, a lot of times budgets seem intimidating or seem um, like almost stressful. But I really found, and a lot of people that I've talked to found that if you have a budget or some sort of spending plan and you're putting these projections in, can actually provide a lot of calm. It can provide a lot of clarity and where you can feel confident about the decisions that you're making and oh no we're gonna make it we're gonna be okay this month might be tight but it's because we have all these other things coming up after that so we're really just prepping for that season and when you can look at it on a big picture i think it actually brings us a lot of clarity and just Mm -hmm. um you're able to keep moving forward and making decisions yeah and i too and one of the things i felt i always have like looked for was how much should I have in my checking account in January? Mm-hmm. Like there were these things that like nobody can answer for me. You know, it was just like, I want to know, like, is is this okay? So it was like, I had a lot of um, anxiety around the unknowns of it, you know, and just, just what you said happened this year. I didn't plan for, um, so I'd planned for uh, higher payroll expenses, but what also came out of that was higher workers comp higher, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't auto, I didn't adjust for those sort of things. And I just got my, like my true up from workers comp and I'm like, the hell yeah. that is a big jump. <laughs> um, so, 
you know, like those sort of things, like, do we really need it? Yes, we really need it. Um, but those were, you know, it's like now, now I know, but like I have those, you know, I've made adjustments and have a savings account for those things, but I would have never done that if it wasn't mm-hmm. for like looking at the numbers um, and making, you know, costly mistakes along the way too. And do you both feel like you're budgeting do you feel like your budgeting and your sort of planning and projections has gotten better the longer that you've been in business? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I feel yeah. like it's kind of like, you know, when we make crop notes and stuff, like if I'm comparing it to farming, it's like we make notes about things that happen throughout the season and then we apply that to next year. And I think it's like one of those things where the more we do it, the more comfortable right. we become. And it's like the more data we keep, the better. And it's just going to make that budget even better than next year. It's just like has to like – you have to expect a little bit that that first year is like going to feel hard because it's going to feel like you're just like basically shooting numbers out. But you mm-hmm. have to have a starting point <laughs> exactly. at some point. So if you just are looking at your expenses and creating kind of a budget based on what was done um, the previous year, I think that would just be a great start and, the start, and then you just refine it as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think for a new business – their their data isn't going to be the same as someone who's been in business for 10 years and right. has had 10 years of doing a budget, tweaking it, changing it as it goes, having that experience of what worked, what didn't, mm-hmm. what did I not plan for, what did I over plan for. Um, so just kind of not being afraid to start small or take those baby steps and put something in place with the knowledge that you're going to tweak it as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think I got like gut punched at one point where it was yeah. like, oh, this is so much more like running this business takes a lot, you know, of time. And, um, you know, we like, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, we love doing the flowers and, you know, running the workshops or doing the weddings or whatever the thing is. Um, but the reality is like the business side of it is a hustle. There's a whole learning curve, you know, and, um, one of the things too, early that we've, we say, we've said on here too, it's like, you're drinking it almost feels like you're drinking from a fire hose with all of this information. A lot of people are new to agriculture just in general. And so they're new to agriculture. They're learning how to grow. They're also learning how to do a business. And it's like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, you should be tracking stuff too. You know, so it feels like kind of drowning in a sense. So, um, you know, I can appreciate that stage of just like, I only tracked what I could, but it just, I don't know. It just becomes sort of like a, uh, can be overwhelming in the beginning, but it's really helped me, you know, that sort of those gut, like I say, that gut punch where you're just like, oh yeah, like you got to learn this too, you know? Um, and you, there's a lot of mistakes that get made. Yeah. It's a lot. So, um, we're closing in on the end of the year here and there's just obviously tax season is coming up. So like, what would you tell people at any stage that, you know, how to prepare for the upcoming tax season? Not to put it off. Again, I know that that seems like such a vague answer, but I think that there is a temptation to prioritize other things and then just worry about it when you have to. Mm -hmm. But it's really just going to make things so much more stressful in that time. So as we're kind of nearing the end of the year, this is such a good time to look back at the whole year and make sure that you have in some form, whether it's in QuickBooks or an Excel sheet or you're handwriting it or whatever system you're using, to make sure that you have tracked all the revenue, all the money that's come in, that you have tracked all of your expenses, and you're really making sure that you've 
you've caught all the different ones, you've categorized them, you know what categories you've spent money in and what those total up to be, and really evaluating what your profit is. The profit in your business is your revenue minus your business expenses. And your profit is what you are going to pay taxes on. That's how your that's your taxable income. It's how your tax liability is calculated. So not including any other deductions that you might have, any children, any dependents, anything like that. So not including any of those things. Most businesses will owe somewhere between 25 to 30% of their taxable income, which is the profit in their business. So if you can start thinking now and going into the end of the year and, and you understand how much your profit is and you take 30% of that amount and you know, okay, this is roughly how much I'm going to owe in taxes then you can plan over these next few months to make sure that you have that money in a savings account or figure out how you're going to get that money in order to pay your taxes. It's also a good time to really make sure that you are writing off everything in your business that you can that's related, that's that's a valid business expense. The biggest way that people overpay in taxes is by not taking advantage of all the tax deductions that they have available to them. So really having a good understanding of what's available to you in your industry to take as a tax deduction, and then making sure that you are classifying all of those, tracking all of those expenses so that you can bring your profit down, which I know sometimes seems counterintuitive to what we want to do. Um, but we just want to make sure that you're not overpaying in taxes. So kind of those two things, making sure that you have everything tracked appropriately and that you're planning for how much that tax bill is going to be. I think a good monthly practice throughout the year is to understand what your profit is each month and set a little bit aside into a tax savings so that come tax season, you're not scrounging to try to find the money that you need to pay your tax bill. So it's just mm -hmm. a little planning involved. That way, whenever you get into next year and it's time to file your taxes, you're not in crunch mode, <laughs> spending weeks behind your computer, which you don't have the time to do to try to get caught up. Been there, done, <laughs> done <laughs> I have so been in crunch mode. Oh my gosh, I just relate to that so hard. And I hate it. It's literally the most stressful spot, honestly, that we can be in. I, I literally hate it. It's the worst. So so I know, Ashley, I know you have a QuickBooks course that is specifically for entrepreneurs. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Who's it for? What can they expect to see from it, from you to learn from? Um, tell us a little bit. Yeah. So I partnered with another accountant. It truly was a labor of love and mm -hmm. it was too big to tackle alone. Um, and this is really for business owners and entrepreneurs who are not ready to outsource their accounting. So whether it's not in the budget or they just want to keep it in house, they're not ready to kind of hand that part over to someone else, but really need a better system and a better understanding of how to track things on their own. Um, this is sort of a hybrid course, so it has a ton of training videos and it really walks you through how to use QuickBooks in a way where you can pull up your QuickBooks on one screen and this course on the other and step-by-step -step walk through where to click, what to do in a way that's actually going to help you keep things simple mm -hmm. in your business and not use um, all the bells and whistles that you might not need. And then this year, we actually added a piece to it. We felt like the accountability side was missing and a space to really be able to ask questions as you go through the course and as you learn QuickBooks. So now whenever you buy the course, you get 12 months of support. You get added to a private group and oh, we wow. do a live call once a month. 
That's to really amazing. hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just felt like that piece was missing. It's yeah. like a technical course yes. that if you're trying to just go through it on your own and then when you have questions, you're like, I don't really know where to go with these questions yeah. to, mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. Um, so we do a live Zoom call once a month to bring people on, ask questions. You can do your bookkeeping on that call and ask questions as you go. Oh, cool. um, or there's just a group where you can ask questions as they pop up mm-hmm. so you're not having to Google. But it's just an all-in-one really way to make sure that you know how to handle the financial side of your business and no questions are off limits. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. So I, um, I did this course and I did it last year after I worked with her one-on-one because my one hour with you, I was like, you just had like beams of sunlight radiating from you. I'm like, I want more. Um, I did this course and it's great. And I, I did it. I was four years in with QuickBooks, but at that point I just, I wanted to have a deeper understanding of what the capabilities were, what get the kind of get that habit going. And that's when I started doing my once a week stuff, you know, just going in and make sure stuff was reconciled and, um, and it took it took effort on my part to do that because in May I don't want to sit in there, you know. So sometimes it would be okay. like super early morning where I'm like I have to do this because even even a week in the spring from Mother's Day weekend to you know the following weekend, you I have something that come in and I'm like, what the heck did we spend at Dollar General, <laughs> you know? And it was like, oh yeah, it was you know it was like I couldn't I'm like the receipts in the washer and I'm not sure what I'm doing. So it's like trying to remember those things. Um, You know, imagine going two months or three months trying to remember what I did at Dollar General, like get, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, But yeah, the course is, is fantastic. If you guys, just your website in general, Ashley is so well done. She has um, a blog that you can go on. And I mean, there's everything in there from like, how to create, how to simplify a budget, how to pay yourself, when to outsource, um, bringing on your first employee, like all the things that you guys ask us, go to her, go to her website and peruse that. She has free materials. You have, you know, bookkeeping courses, um, you know, and her newsletter, your newsletter is fantastic. You do such a great job of just, it varies seasonal things and it doesn't matter uh, you know, I'm, we're farming and all of it's applicable to us versus, you know, any, anybody that has an online business or an in-person business, I think could, could really take from it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. So make sure you go, we will drop the link to her, um, business, which is pretty penny accounting. She's on social media. Yes. Instagram. Are you on Facebook? Yep. Okay. I Seattle. am on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. I ha- I hang out on Instagram most of the time. But okay. Yeah. Presence kind of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, cool. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. It's just seriously, it's a awesome. I love what you do so much, Ashley. So I'm just so grateful that you came here to chat with us today. And did we miss anything? Did we miss any? Yeah. Did we? Something? Yeah. I don't know. What's a favorite book recommendation? I know you have a you've got a book list on there too. But what's your what's your Ooh. favorite book to recommend? I do. Um, right now I'm reading 101 essays that'll change the way you think. And it has nothing to do with accounting, mm-hmm. but it is a really powerful mindset book. It really helps with a lot of mindset shifts that I think a lot of us struggle with. There's even things in there that I'm like, I didn't know other people also thought the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. thought that was just me thinking that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been really powerful. There's so many good books out there and it kind of just depends on what your focus is. I love Atomic Habits or Habits. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I love Brendan Bruchard and everything that he puts out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just have to say, I mean, I think it's the biggest compliment that you feel like the information that we put out is approachable because that really is our biggest goal is just to take out the complexities of accounting and make it less intimidating and really encourage everyone to know that, like you can manage the financial side of your business. You can understand it. It is definitely doable. Um, sometimes we just need to be taught in a way that's approachable and and to understand mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a marathon. It's not a race. It's going to be an ongoing learning process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate it. I had so much fun chatting Aww. with you guys today. This yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Yes, I feel of like course. you could give a kick a kick in the butt in like the sweetest way possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The one that we all she's from sometimes. Texas. She's got that little southern <laughs> yeah. southern oh, charm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh my gosh, Ashley, thank you so much. I know I am feeling better just like talking through it. And I really hope like, I have said this before a million times, but Lindsay and I always envisioned this podcast kind of being something that we needed way back, mm-hmm. you know, six, seven years yeah. ago. Um, and I really do think this is just like one of those episodes that I just would have literally devoured in a oh. second. Just what I mean, I would have been like <laughs> on it. And I know, I, I know that the maybe that the episode name might like scare people away, but it should really do the exact opposite. It should fuel you mm-hmm. to keep going in your business and have all that information. And you just, you're just such a wealth. And we really hope that people go check you out. We'll, we'll, we'll link all of your stuff too in the show notes too, if, you, if you're looking. Um, trying to find Ashley and all of her sweetness. She was, you were great. Honestly, (laughs) thank you so much. Okay, guys. um, Thank you again. You know that we really take it. It's like the biggest compliment that we are in your earbuds each week. Um, You guys are like literally the sweetest. Honestly, the messages Mm -hmm. and stuff that you guys give us, it's just the best. So um, I really hope that this episode kind of sparks a little curiosity in you to dive further into your understanding of your business, feel more prepared for tax season, and not be in the in the two-week horror film of figuring out your QuickBooks before you have to submit it to your accountant. Not that I've been there or know that scenario (laughs) at all. (laughs) I clearly do. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to head over and check out our website at thedirtonflowers.com. And you can grab uh, Lindsay's tax prep checklist, which I'm sure is riveting and very useful. So I know, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay I know you, you talked to your accountant and you kind of created a list, right? Yeah. So I, I've just worked with my accountant and some of it too has been over just the years of her asking. And this kind of came up in thought before, but it's like, if she's asking me questions, I would just jot down like, oh, she's going to ask mm-hmm. me about mileage on my van or, you know, the things that I just would make sure that I didn't want to forget or have to have her ask me one more time each year. So I just kind of created an end yeah. year tax thing, like get my 1099s ready and know that I need to get, you know, all this stuff together. Um, so we're going to we're going to create that as a download for you. Um, Ashley, don't go look at it. I should have had you do this, um, but yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> no, we'll just have to, we'll we'll have the Lindsay version, the farmer version of the of a tax prep checklist to download. <laughs> yes. So um, obviously, if you have a friend or another farmer who really needs a little bit of inspiration, some QuickBooks help, 
whatever, uh, maybe a good laugh, you know, send them our way. We really, it's such a compliment when you share our podcast with others. Um, you can obviously go chat with us over at the dirt on, at dirt on flowers on Instagram. Um, send us a message, say hello. Um, we really do enjoy chatting with you, um, each and every day. So thank you guys for listening in. We will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thank you.